1044, you have less than six hours to honor the fourth week of Advent. It's very short this week. So I'll make my homily similarly short. Hopefully you're okay with that. Um, so imagine this, because, you know, we, we think of the Annunciation, maybe you think of some of the artwork and all the rest, and it becomes sort of out there, and it, it's the humanity of it is perhaps lost. So here's a, let's say, 14-year-old girl named Mary. And one day, not expecting this, an angel comes to her and says, God has a plan for you. She thought she had another plan with Joseph and, you know, like any other girl would, would consider their future, especially at the time. She probably presumed it would be very similar to anyone else. And then the angel shows up and says, God is going to do this amazing thing through her if she agrees. And we're told um, that even with, the, even with the angel's greeting, she's sort of taken aback, at least taken aback. I mean, just the experience of that alone. But then the greeting, hail full of grace. And then the message that is given. God wants you to do something that he has never asked of any human being and will never ask again. Imagine being that young and having to make that decision. And what does she do? She says yes. And then she has to tell Joseph. And then Joseph has to receive the news. And he's ready to, to be out the door, basically. Which would be the most reasonable thing to do. And then he gets a message in a dream. No, actually, don't be afraid. This is God's plan for you as well. You are going to raise <laughs> a perfect man because he's God. And by the way, your wife is perfect too, you know. So good luck. <laughs> oh, but you're not. So anyway, you know. But it's your job to lead them. You have a perfect wife and a perfect son. Your job to lead them. Your job to raise this boy. This is what God is asking of you. He could have said no. He said yes. And all throughout their lives, um, and we don't know the entirety of either one of their lives, how it all plays out. Um, Joseph kind of disappears after this from the scriptures, and Mary is just kind of here and there. But the yes that they had to give while raising God's son, over and over and over. The yes that Mary had to give as it became more and more clear how people were going to treat her son. And ultimately, the yes she had to continue to say as she watches her son suffer and ultimately die. And she receives him down from the cross, which we have, you know, memorialized in the Pieta. That's a yes also. And then, of course, the glorious yes of receiving the resurrection and then the ascension and on and on and on. The lives of Mary and Joseph were just like ours, up and down, up and down. They said yes, and sometimes that yes was easy. 
Sometimes marriage is probably pretty easy. Sometimes parenting is pretty easy. But then there's times when it's not. And it's the same for priesthood. It's the same for the single life. It's just the same for life. It's just life. Up and down and up and down. What Mary and Joseph exemplify for us is true discipleship. That despite the ups and the downs that come with saying yes to God's plan, their yes is like a knife through hot butter, through the ups and downs, the peaks and the valleys, leveling it out. The yes maintains that consistency of faithfulness to God. And so this is why Mary and Joseph are honored. This is why Catholics and and really all Christians honor them, but particularly Catholics, you know, will you Catholics make too much of Mary? Eh, I don't know, what she did was pretty significant, very significant. Her yes changed human history forever. And Joseph's as well. Without Joseph's yes, it could not have happened. So the yes that they give is a sign of fidelity. As disciples, our goal is twofold then. Like Mary and Joseph, we wait to hear God speak. And when we know what he says, we know what he's asking, the only really correct answer, we could choose otherwise, but it's incorrect, but the correct answer for a disciple is yes. It changes our lives. It changes the trajectory of our lives if we just begin to tune into God and start to consider that he might be speaking to us about our future, about our present, and then the willingness to be led by him. It takes courage. It takes faith. It takes a certain amount of uh, you know, sort of giving up our, all of our own desires and trusting that his plan actually might fulfill us in a way that our plans never could. Please stand.